Hello and welcome to Antique Atrocities, episode number two, heroin, cocaine, and chloroform. Just going straight in, no explanations, no context is given. No, they don't need it, it's fine. Anyway, yeah, welcome to Antique Atrocities. We covered terrible historical events. Uh, last time we did the Bamberg Witch Trials, and this time apparently we're doing heroin. <laughs> um, yeah. Hello, I'm Envia. I'm a science nerd, so I get to do a lot of research for this podcast, so I stay winning. I do a lot of fandom shenanigans from cosplaying to gaming videos, and I get to talk about horrible historical things. I'm Kenzie, and sometimes I walk into walls and apologize to them. And by sometimes, I mean every single day, and it's already happened 12 times today. What's your favorite wall apology? Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't see you there, wall that has been here for my entire life. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, yeah so for some context... To Much our needed. lovely audience. <laughs> Today we're talking more specifically about like things we used as medicine that we probably shouldn't have used as medicine, but you know, we did. We did. Because <laughs> apparently we didn't think this through. Yeah. Like, who thought it would be a good idea to make heroin in medication? Like Obviously. it was in theory. <laughs> It did its job. It, it made you better by unaliving you. <laughs> it made you better by straight killing you. Which you could argue it worked. You don't have a cough if you're dead. <laughs> you don't have a cough if you're dead. So true. And you can quote me on that. Yes. Okay. But yes, we are starting with heroin first because I said so. And that's so fair. So, heroin was the, like, brand name that the Bayer Company gave when they uh -huh. started the production of heroin. The Bayer which, Company. Yeah. They also made um, aspirin. So, people uh, already had, like, high hopes for them. Because aspirin was actually hopes. made. Sorry, that wasn't even funny. <laughs> Man, aspirin they... was made before heroin. You know when you had high hopes. <laughs> gotta have high, high hopes they're, they're for gotta a living. They're to have some really high hopes. Anyway. Yeah. So, of course, they were like, oh, they made this aspirin. It's so helpful. It's so good. So we're going to try heroin and see if That's it's just so much different. Yeah. But also I've heard yeah. that aspirin would never be approved in modern society. No, it for either like, wouldn't yeah. be. It, it it was still leads better than heroin, cocaine, oh, yeah. and chloroform, though. <laughs> yeah, the bar is um, on the floor, but it it was still above that bar. Literally, the bar could not have been lower. God. <laughs> yes, but uh, heroin officially started production in 1898, which is actually a lot sooner than oh. I thought. Yeah, I thought this was a. 17 1800s thing yeah like it was the end of wow. the 1800s and it actually was legal pretty much into the early 1930s heroin was legal like in the 20s then that's crazy that's so recent yeah yeah i was shook when i read that i'm like what can you imagine, like, a 1920s flapper just acquiring heroin, but legally, because they could? I know. That That's no. not the same time period. That's incredible. Yeah, it's just, like, I was thinking 1600s for some reason, because it just oh, wow. seemed like it was so long ago. But no, <laughs> that's... 1898. 
They, can you imagine if they had heroin during the witch trials? That would have explained a lot. It would have, and yet they didn't. It would have made things worse, though, to be fair. <laughs> to be fair, that back then they didn't really have any medicine, really. True. <laughs> you could die What's... from a tooth abscess at 22. To be fair, I think you'd die, too, if they drilled a hole into your skull for no reason. <laughs> Very fair. Um, but yeah... It was actually, um, it was more addictive than morphine, which definitely isn't surprising, but in the early 1910s, morphine addicts, like, discovered how euphoric <laughs> they felt on heroin. Oh my god. Especially when it was delivered intravenously. Wow. So they started what is called shooting up. It's <laughs> the way you said that. <laughs> shooting I up. <laughs> I did it with little air quotes too. Oh my god. So I don't know if this was true, but I heard heroin was made to be a less addictive version of morphine. Yeah, it was. Obviously, they failed. They failed. <laughs> they made it worse. We still use morphine, so for like obviously they they made it worse <laughs> um but yeah heroin narcotic drug use specifically its use and its abuse it's yeah <laughs> uh really began to spread quickly after the 1910s huh. and eventually like at the beginning, there were not really any restrictions on its production and distribution. God, there so anyone could get no. heroin just from your local Walgreens. <laughs> Whatever the Pretty equivalent much, of yeah. a Walgreens was in the 1910s. Yeah, but it was actually, and I didn't know this, probably anybody who's ever taken a basic chemistry course knows this. <laughs> Um, is that it was actually made from don't don't make it don't make it based on my instructions by the way <laughs> the one thing I learned from today no uh, they used to boil aspirin for hours to make heroin and I I literally have it in my notes don't go make heroin idiots do not do that but I also that's crazy because in the synthesis of aspirin you have to use heat also. So I wonder if you can make it accidentally. Yes, you can, because it's all in the amount of time I that see. it takes. So let's say they're making aspirin, and it was actually heroin was created initially by accident, because uh -huh. aspirin was only created in 1895. That's still so, way sooner than I thought it was. I thought aspirin yes. was like an old wives' tale, but no. Yeah, but no, that was only like two years, three years? I can't do math. Five, six, seven, eight, yeah, three years. <laughs> that was only <laughs> three years before heroin came into being. So wow. it, was, it was created kind of by accident because what switches heroin to aspirin is the amount of time it's been boiling. So what are what is the approximate time it would take? Um, is it like a difference of several hours or several days or could it easily be done like by it accident? It could easily be done. So I don't have written down the amount of time it took to make aspirin, but whatever it takes to boil aspirin plus three hours okay, is when it becomes heroin. That's fair. <laughs> See, this, this is hilarious because I actually have made aspirin in a lab setting before. Yeah, so if you cooked it for three more hours... If I was there heroin. for three more hours. Oh, man. Yeah. Don't do it. How long did it take for you to make the aspirin in the lab? So the lab lasted about two and a half hours, so it could not have taken longer than that. Okay, so yeah. It, it's The boiling time So basically, short. five hours to make heroin. Yeah, you'd have to be there a minute. So I don't think you could just accidentally do it unless you left it there unattended. Which, let's Which, face it, we know that probably happened yeah. at least That would be entirely your own fault, though. <laughs> yeah. But, um, it was... Heroin was originally uh, used to treat bronchitis, tuberculosis, and oh my a God. basic cough. 
basic cough. You just yeah. start like wheezing a little bit, and they're like, "Here, have some heroin." Yeah, It'll but be we'll fine. come back to that whole wheezing point because mm, oh. the next medication we're talking wheezing. We need some um, wheezing meds in here. But yes, they also used heroin in the exact same dosages for children. <sighs> Hence, heroin for children. Yes, heroin for kids was literally marketed. It was marketed. A heroin like They were experience. like, give your children heroin <laughs> oh to treat God. their cough. And they but, didn't change the dosage or anything about it. It was just given to kids. Yeah, they're just like, do you want some heroin, God. children? There had to have been children who just died from overdose. Oh yeah, no, for sure, because... The reason heroin originally was taken off the market was because a bunch of people died, but I think it was mostly children. That would do it. That, that yeah. would do it. But, yeah, so heroin. <laughs> How do you oh. feel about heroin? Mm. Worse than before. <laughs> I feel so bad for the kids who probably just, I don't know, had a pollen allergy and were being advertised no. here, take this. It'll get no, rid of your cough. Heroin wasn't actually prescribed for any allergy-related things. Oh. It was just, like, coughs and basic respiratory infections. Huh. So you could get a cold and they'd yeah. be, like, have some heroin. Yes. Incredible. But want to know what was used for treating asthma oh, and no. allergies? Chloroform. <laughs> You can't have asthma if you stop breathing entirely. <laughs> yeah. Asthmatics Jeez. just go unconscious. Let's just knock you out and maybe you'll breathe normally in a couple hours. Yeah. Like, literally wow. in my notes, I have it written as chloroform was used to treat asthma. Dot, dot, dot. Why? Why? <laughs> just why? <laughs> chloroform in what form? Like, would they just use the traditional... Like, towel to the face technique? Um, so it was used in a couple different forms. Like, I don't know how how else to describe it other than a primitive version of an inhaler. Um, oh, so you'd straight up be just, like, snorting it into your system. Yeah. And it was prescribed from, like, the early 1900s. So, again, it was actually, like... Oh, my God. That's pretty recent. so recent. All the way up until 1976. <laughs> yeah. I know many people born before then. That is wild. My mother was born before yeah. then. <laughs> if she had asthma, they'd be like, here, chloroform. Just <laughs> knocked out. Yeah. But, um... You know, halfway through the 1900s, 1950, they realized, like, oh, chloroform is killing people. Let's just keep what? prescribing it until 1976. Oh my god. What was the point of using chloroform? Like, what did they think it did? Um, they thought it would help, like, ease the side effects of asthma like current inhalers do. And they just thought this? <laughs> yeah. It wasn't until, like, later on that they would realize, like, oh, this this shouldn't be done. And the reason why it was stopped being prescribed in 1976 was because they finally decided to use their brains and start testing on lab animals uh -huh. in 1974. That's so and recent. The only reason they stopped prescribing it was because they realized, oh, hey, all of our lab animals are getting cancer. Huh. Yeah. So if you didn't die from the chloroform, you could have just gotten cancer later in life. Yep. Okay. Like, did... Nobody obviously no one did this true <laughs> testing on things before it hit the market. Like, there was some brief testing for everything, but it wasn't, like, lab animal testing. It was just, like... Does this work or does it not? I don't that even was know the if of like lab animal testing was heavily done in the early 1900s. No, 
Mm. I don't think. Let me Google it. When did <laughs> lab animal testing start? Because if they didn't test it on animals, then a lot of drugs back then would be very dangerous. Oh. Oh. So they actually started the first medical testing on animals was done in the 12th century. What? Okay, well, I mean like a controlled lab setting, not just like, let me poke a rat a few times. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure animal testing back then was pretty crusty. Yeah, no, it was like the 12th century. Yeah. But it actually started in biomedical research, like, not quite in the way we do it now, but, like, in a proper lab sort of scenario, mm -hmm. in 1580. What? That's so long ago. I know. I'm, I'm shook. Um, so they yeah, were testing some... rats before the Bamberg witch trials, but no one tested chloroform until yeah. the 1900s. What the heck is going on? Um, obviously they were all still experiencing side effects from their earlier heroin addiction. <laughs> <laughs> the scientists were kind of, they had high hopes, literally. Yeah. But I, I want you to remember this note, uh -huh. like, for our next drug, but we're not okay. quite there yet. <laughs> okay. Um, because chloroform was also used in toothpaste. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, wait, hold on. I don't know a lot about the substance chloroform. So is it like a liquid, a powder? Uh, um, it can be liquid or gas. Or gas. But it, it's usually mm. liquid, because think about it. Okay, when, yeah. when you see it on like TV or stuff, usually it's like, oh, let's get this cloth rag yeah. wet with chloroform. That's usually its most common form, but of course if you're inhaling it... Okay, then it's a gas. That makes sense, because yeah. I know the liquid. I was like, how are people breathing this <laughs> from, like, I don't know. Yeah, but no. They put chloroform, liquid chloroform, in toothpaste. For what purpose? Um, to clean because your teeth Because, literally, they don't give a reason for it. I scoured and they're like like what did they think we were the magical properties of chloroform that we should start brushing our teeth with it <laughs> if it's good for our lungs it should be oh, good God. for our teeth let's just mop the the floors with this stuff i don't know imagine using an asthma inhaler to brush your teeth this yeah. is the equivalent. <laughs> um it was also used as coughs in, like, in cough syrup alongside heroin. Oh, wow. So if you had a cough in the 1900s, you were really in trouble. Yeah, because you'd get cough syrup with heroin and, and chloroform. chloroform. <laughs> you'd be out so fast. Yeah. I'm and surprised I'm like, that isn't a lethal combo. So am I, but, like... A good chunk of people did die from doing this, just not enough. <laughs> yeah, so it was a it was a fairly lethal combo, mm -hmm. and it's also all in dosages. Like, mm. from what I understand from my research, is like you would have to eat eat, eat well, <laughs> drink approximately one quarter, so one fourth of a like thing for it to a start thing. giving you any. <laughs> some cough medicine uh, uh -huh. before, you know, the heroin and chloroform started to kill you. Okay, If well, you didn't get cancer first from taking it every Jesus. time you got a cough, that is. <laughs> yeah, no, no one was winning in the 1900s. But they also used it in topical ointments. Oh, they, they thought chloroform was just this magical thing. Let's, like, put it on our bee stings now. <laughs> Yeah, Let's and I'm like, just use it as sunscreen. Yeah, genuinely, like I, I, I just was so confused when I was researching this because I'm like, are people dumb? I feel like, I feel like nowadays, of course, if we were to try and do any of this stuff, there would be extensive testing before it hit people. But like, oh, nah. Yeah. <laughs> but also, chloroform. Did they know back then that it could knock you out? Yes. And they still did this? <laughs> yes. Um, wow. 
like they didn't know for too long because it was I think the first movie where it featured chloroform knocking somebody out was released in like 1960s ish wow yeah so like they knew but they didn't really care but again so there's a huge misconception about chloroform of it being able to knock you out yes it can Mm -hmm. but it has to be like held over your nose and your mouth and you have to be inhaling it for like a minute before it'll actually knock you out and the second it's taken away from your face you will be conscious again okay yeah so it's not quite hmm. as bad but yeah people using it in their inhalers though you'd be breathing that straight in yeah so would they not be just like knocked out and then they'd they'd come back to consciousness but um they would get like really dizzy but they wouldn't be knocked out because think while you're inhaling something you're also still breathing in through your nose that's true and you're Hmm. not inhaling something from an inhaler or whatever the equivalent was back then for like a minute yeah so you just get kind of dizzy and they never questioned it yeah they were just like "Mm, health dizziness yeah drugs yeah got a peak of medicine drugs i know the peak the epitome the little bit Climax, of coughing if you let's give you some heroin and chloroform and send you to sleep yes um or as our next drug cocaine <laughs> oh here it is oh no it keeps getting worse yeah because there was also medicines where all three of them were no because <laughs> it depended where you got the things from because they did have different brands of things. Some would just oh be cocaine God. and heroin. Some would just be heroin and cocaine. God. I said the same thing technically there. Uh, <laughs> but, like, it would be some combo. But there were ones with three of them. Just mixing these up. Yeah. And cocaine can come diluted. The powder can be, like, mixed in and diluted. Or you can get it as a powder. Or you could get it as, like, a pill. Okay. And... <laughs> What did they think? What was cocaine used for? Cocaine would be used to treat any mild sickness. Any? Any. So I could stub my toe. Yes. <laughs> You'd be like, have some, some light crack. Any mild ailment would be you like treated with cocaine. Wow. Um, but... It actually, like, cocaine has been around since before the 1800s. People were using it, but it wasn't actually isolated down to its base thing from the plant until 1860. So, basically, Hmm. people were, like, grinding down the plant and or eating the plant and getting cocaine that way for a while. Yeah, but they isolated it from the plant in 1860. I'd love to know who did that. For like, who made the first batch of, of crack? Let me Google who made <laughs> the first batch <laughs> in those exact cocaine. words. Um, one. I find this hilarious. It was made from the cocoa plant. That's funny because coke. When we think cocoa, we think yeah, chocolate, not cocaine. Yeah, no. But well, um Yeah, there is no specific person who's who like is attributed with it cuz it was it was originally actually removed from like separated from the plant by the Colombians, but okay. Things, yeah. <laughs> things weren't like well documented in that regard because cocaine um because <laughs> cocaine um but through all of this cocaine is a stimulant drug mm-hmm. so it's known to make people more alert and energetic and paranoid yeah so you want to know who used it the most um 
So what's the opposite of being energetic? Being depressed? I don't know. In Doctors. My oh my god, that just came full circle. <laughs> <laughs> so, Envia, would you use cocaine? <laughs> you know, no. <laughs> but I love how that just worked out for me just now. Good lord. Yeah. Uh, so you'd yes. have to be depressed. <laughs> Doctors used crack. <laughs> That's why I was giggling while you said that. No. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm not but, surprised, but, like at all. <laughs> because think about it, they had just easy access so to well. it uh -huh. in their office. They just had it right. lying around in their offices in large quantities. God. So the doctors just were very addicted to cocaine. That's terrible, but that's... I, I can see it. <laughs> it's somehow oh on God. brand. It is for... somehow on brand for the old times doctors. Of, you know, 1860s. 1860s. Yeah. And, like... <laughs> just the thought of being, like, going in to see a doctor and then being high on cocaine and then prescribing me more cocaine... The, no, you go to see the doctor, and the doctor's on cocaine. <laughs> like, what are yeah. you gonna do? Yeah, and anybody who usually worked in a doctor's office would also <laughs> cocaine. Oh my addicts. god, the whole place is just on crack. Yeah. That explains a lot of their other medical decisions, mm -hmm. to be fair. I wish that that happened during the plague doctor era, because can you imagine a bunch of plague doctors just on, on crack? Cocaine. I would Good pay to Lord. see that. <laughs> but when when approximately century-wise, do you think cocaine was finally stopped you cocaine use was finally God. stopped in medicine? Everything has been recent, so I want to say something really recent. What century? <laughs> hmm. You know, Maybe early two thousands, or late like late nineteen hundreds. It was used into the middle of the twentieth century. Okay, but hold on. Doesn't the twentieth century mean like the nineteen hundreds? Um, it means like kind of the end of the nineteen hundreds. Let me Google. Because I just Googled years. it. This caught me last week, or last two weeks, when I was doing the um, witchcraft stuff, because centuries are not the same as, like, the hundreds. Yes. They, they're they so confusing. Um, the 20th century began in 1901 and ended okay, December yeah. 31st of 2000. And cocaine use was continued until... Let me Google it, because I don't have a specific date. Because <laughs> I know we are currently in the 21st century. Even though it's the 2000s. Yeah. Okay, so we don't seem to have a specific, like, it all exited at once, once date, but it was not the middle. So I was wrong there, but it was the end, like the close uh -huh. to the very end of the 20th century. So I'm assuming if I had to get hazard, hazard, <laughs> if I had to hazard a guess, it was probably in like 1980s, 1990s. Okay. That's fair. I know the 80s people were still very much so on crack. Yeah, so I don't know if it was used started... for medicine, but it was still existing. Yes. Um, okay. But yeah, isn't that so fun? <sighs> yeah, I'm just like, why? I'm just, just, I'm still like laughing so hard at the fact that doctors used cocaine the most. In the 1860s. Uh, and everyone who worked with them. Yeah. Imagine Nothing's getting changed. a surgery. <laughs> that would not be a life-saving surgery, alas. Just like any surgery I could perform. 
than be on life-ending life surgery. Yeah. But, um, my, my next drug, because I found a fourth, which... We're doing a whole thing. Yes. I actually found this one by accident, technically, when I was looking at chloroform. Uh Um, The two have zero relation, and I don't know why they were in the same article, because they don't have any overlap, really. But, um, snake oil. (gasps) Snake oil. Yes. So, have you ever heard the saying of, like, Oh, you're just buying snake oil. No, the only relation I have to snake oil is that one time Ida said no one wants an unoiled snake. I know nothing more. Okay, I'll give you some information then. So, snake oil, one, was originally actually kind of helpful. Definitely not the best thing ever, but it was actually somewhat helpful in treating arthritis, inflammation, and bursitis. Okay, wait, what was snake oil? Is it actually oil from a snake? Yes. So it was the oil from a Chinese water snake. Like, from where? How are they getting oil from... I'm so intrigued right now. Okay, so... It doesn't specify where they get it from but as a animal person i'm assuming it probably came from like the oil that was on their scales which is a very ineffective way of gathering things Uh um and then it was like mixed down of course because you would never get enough oil (laughs) yeah Um, that you'd need a lot of snakes more than you could ever have was only really ever popularly cultivated from Chinese water snakes and it arrived in America in the early 1800s around like 1805 approximately and yeah it was uh, regularly used by people who were working on the railroad in America oh yeah so they would use it to treat like arthritis, inflammation, and basically all that stuff. But it was stopped. It had stopped being used just because the merchants who were bringing it over from China kind of... It wasn't worth it for them to make it. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, listen, we're having to harvest so many snakes right now. <laughs> yeah. So it, it it didn't actually last very long until... Our buddy, our pal, Clark Stanley. Clark Stanley. Yeah. Whose name is the... He was a cowboy. That is, like, the most... I don't know. I can't even begin to describe the energy behind that name. (laughs) And him being a cowboy. That's so much. Yeah. So he came in and... There's no specific dates in terms of, like, when he started and when he ended. But when he was in his, like, early 20s, he was going around saying, Oh, I've traveled the world (laughs) and I have, like, learned the ways from some Chinese monks. And I have, like, learned the ways of snake oil and I'm going to sell it to you. This is probably exactly how he spoke. Yeah, so, like, they don't, uh, they don't come here and sell it to us anymore, so I'm gonna give you some of my homemade snake oil. And oh, do you know what his snake oil no. was? Tell me Not if it was... Not snake oil, it was literally anything but. Okay, oh no, I first thought it was gonna be poisonous, but no. Well, yes, it could be sometimes, because okay. he never, like, made the same stuff. <laughs> So it was something he made, not from a snake. No. But it was oil. Yeah, sometimes it was just water. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's making bank. (laughs) That's like the equivalent of selling bath water in the cowboy era. (laughs) Here you want some of my snake. (laughs) Um, like, it would either be water or urine or literally anything. He said, I'm going to pee into a bottle and sell it. 
No, it would be animal urine. Oh. Because <laughs> that's more sanitary. Somehow. <laughs> Somehow. That's better. Yeah, so Clark Stanley, oh the man, God. the myth, the legend. Uh, this he, entrepreneur. Yeah, he just went on to sell fake snake oil until he died. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but that is the reason why there is that saying of like, Oh, you're just selling snake oil, or oh, you're just buying snake cause oil. Because it's literally not a thing that you can have. Yeah, because, like, it was a thing, and then it wasn't. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, like, just imagine waking up one morning and being like, You know what I'm gonna do? I remember <laughs> someone selling snake oil a couple years back. They haven't been selling it anymore, but they, they must have been making banks. So I'm gonna, you know hustle up some water and some bottles and, some and I'ma sell it <laughs> and I'ma sell it yeah. as snake oil god yeah it, he was... it would have been better if he just sold up straight up like canola oil or something but no no it had to be pee <laughs> it had to be it had because it was in the early 1900s how was he gonna get canola oil true but <laughs> Had to have been big. something atrocious. Yeah. So, <laughs> snake oil. It was a real thing until snake it wasn't. Snake oil. And then Clark Stanley. <laughs> See, that sounds like a name we would make up to give to someone who we didn't want to expose. We'd call him Car Clark Stanley. I know. Like, who? <laughs> Obviously, That's an actual parents name, didn't clearly. like him. <laughs> he had an issue from two. Yeah. It was probably, again, all the cocaine and heroin. Just kidding, those came after. <laughs> but to be fair, selling pee is not the worst thing you can do. What do you think the worst thing you could sell would be? <laughs> something that would actually kill you. That's why I was like, if this man was out here selling something poisonous... I mean, I yikes. feel like if you drank urine... But were people drinking snake oil? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> it was usually hmm. used topically, but yeah. Yeah. It was usually Thinking like about having a, a, bur a bursitis and putting some poor animal's pee on your kneecap. Yeah. Just like, oh no, my knee. Let me put some pee. <laughs> That's the quote of today. Oh no, my knee. <laughs> Let me put some pee. Yeah, but like these oh are God. the four most like talked about quote unquote drugs. I don't count snake oil really as a drug. Yeah, that's just snake oil. Because you weren't supposed to drink it. People just sometimes did. That's their own fault though. Yeah. If, if they're drinking snake oil, knowing full well it's snake oil. Yeah. Well, they, they thought it was snake oil, but it was usually pee. It was usually pee. <laughs> It was usually literally anything but snake oil. I actually, I have two side tangents about yes. pee and bursitis. So, pee is how, you know, if you have diabetes, there's two different types of diabetes you can have. And one of them involves the, the typical diabetes where you're peeing out sugar and there's like sugar that can be found in your pee. And so back in the day, people didn't know how to test the urine to see if there was sugar in your pee to test if you had diabetes, and so they'd taste your pee to see if it was sweet or not. Why? <laughs> the doctors that... wouldn't do it, because they're smart to some degree, and so if you worked in a doctor's office and you were their assistant, your one of your duties would be tasting pee. How did people not get sick and die? <laughs> I don't know. I feel, well, if you're tasting it, right? You're not, like, chugging it. You're just, like... <laughs> yeah. Sip. <laughs> but still, disgusting. I, yeah. I would is... not. Ugh. Okay, what was number two? Ew. Number two was about the bursitis thing. So a ganglion cyst... I don't think it's a bursitis, but it's similar. It's like when you have a little inflammation in your wrist... Your wrist joints. So back then, they would just try to smash it open by getting the biggest book in the house and slamming it onto your wrist. And the biggest book on the house in the house was the Bible. 
And so you would get rid of a ganglion cyst by smashing the Bible into your hand. Oh god. <laughs> that That is lovely. It's the power of Christ compels you slam <laughs> right onto your ganglion yeah. cyst. Maybe that's what exorcisms used to be, just like oh smack god. people with a Bible. <laughs> Watch it not be dramatic at all. They yeah, just probably. come at you. <laughs> yeah. They just come in swinging. Yeah, they they like tape a Bible to a baseball bat. <laughs> oh my gosh. They hit a home run because they kill you by accident. Yes, but that actually reminded me of my favorite topic ever. How oh. they used to test for pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> no. Here we go. So for those of our lovely audience who don't know the original origin and way that they tested for pregnancy was to inject a female's urine into a female frog's body and wait for it to start producing eggs because the estrogen would make the egg production just like go start and yeah so they used to inject My urine into God. female frogs to figure out if a lady was pregnant <laughs> okay this is this might be too niche a question but was it the hcg that made the frogs lay eggs or was it the estrogen because i feel I like um wow i just burped <laughs> i feel like if you you don't have to be pregnant to have high levels of estrogen, so if it was the estrogen, they could have just, like, caught a woman during her ovulation cycle. And I feel like that would also make it work? I don't know. Basically, um, I want to know the deets, because this is interesting. I am pulling up the deets, my man. The deets. The, deets. Um, the frog tests. <laughs> so, wow. Um... This test actually started in the 1920s and went on for almost 60 years. 60 years! That is a lot more recent than I thought it was. Um, See, that that sounded ancient. When you told me yeah. they were injecting pee into a frog, I was like, man, this has to be way back. Wow. Yeah, but... There is just so many things to dissect in this article. Oh my god. <laughs> so, it doesn't say what thing specifically made it mm -hmm. do it. So, I, th I think you're right. I think it was probably the HTC? HCG, I think. I was um, close. Because mm -hmm. um, that's I'm what gonna... they use to test for pregnancy nowadays, is the presence yeah. of that hormone. But I don't know if that's what they try to inject into frogs. Let's yes, Google. but I, I will actually continue to Google that one because I just want to read you part of this article. Okay. Apparently, um, there were in Wales a bunch of frogs that were used for pregnancy tests that escaped. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, in a small pocket in South Wales, a bunch of, like, pregnancy oh, test frogs. Wales, the country! Sorry, I thought you meant Wales, the animals. <laughs> no. I was like, what happened? Oh, that suddenly yeah. makes so much more sense. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh... But Wales, yeah, the country. Yes, there was a colony that was even still going in the 1980s at a stream at Dunraven Castle in Southern <gasps> Down, Wales, along at the River Lun, and it was just populated with like the descendants of these pregnancy test frogs. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Just imagine. Yeah. That's incredible. Yes. Good for them. Like, good f good for them for escaping. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. But, um... Wow. Just wow. Um... <laughs> oh, apparently there was a catastrophe related to it. Um... 
Okay, but... also, I just did some googling just now. It says the HCG was the telltale hormone the frogs were reacting okay. to. So, yeah, it was that stuff. Yeah, it's just showing me all of the horrific things that happened because of this. Um, because, you know, sometimes they're, uh... If a frog gets an infection, it's gonna die. <laughs> no. Poor frog. Yeah. Doesn't deserve um, this. <gasps> to be injected with also, pee. Also, herpes. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> yes. Um. Because <laughs> apparently... Did you know herpes could be, like, transmitted through urine? See, I'm not surprised. Didn't know. Like, it, it makes sense because it can be transmitted through contact. So yeah, that that does make sense. So that's why a bunch of the frogs were dying was because they oh. all got herpes. I feel like we don't hear about urine transmission because how often are you coming into contact with someone else's pee? But yeah, that makes really. sense. But I'm gonna show you an illustration of what these frogs would look like after a number of. Um, tests, pregnancy okay. tests were done on them. Because they'd reuse the same frogs. Oh. <gasps> uh. Yeah. So, since our audience cannot see, I will explain this. So, because they injected the urine into the hindquarters of the frog just <laughs> under the skin. Yeah. Um, a bunch of, like, pustulous balls would form... <laughs> This is atrocious. This isn't even a, an actual picture, by the way. This is like a cartoon, and I'm still terrified. Yes. And, like, actually, I just found a real picture. This one isn't oh, nearly no. as bad. It only has one visible one. It has and... one pustuous ball. Oh, no. Little, little man. Yeah. Little Small. lady. Little lady. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's how they would do it. They would just, like, pull back their legs and inject it under their skin. Ugh. It's weird when you think about... Because we're looking at a needle with pee in it right now. <laughs> that's just a needle of pee. It looks so fancy, but no, it's a needle of pee. Yeah. But I had a terrible thought. So you said herp herpes can be transmitted through pee. Yes. <laughs> I said a while back that doctor's assistants would taste pee to test for diabetes. <laughs> I wonder if they've ever gotten herpes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, They would probably just get cold sores if I had to hazard a guess as long as I didn't, like, swallow it. What about those people who drank the, the pee snake oil? <laughs> that would do it. Yeah. Um, Man, this episode is all about pee. <laughs> it's not even about heroin anymore. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm looking at it just to kind of confirm. So herpes isn't commonly sped through urine because it has to be... It has. It's usually through skin-to-skin -skin contact, but because okay. like herpes can be infecting specifically the urinary tract opening. Okay. Yes. Fair. Um, it has to be in that one specific area for it to happen. Okay. But, you know, it happens. Still not great, times. but... Yeah. Um, so that is fun. That is little factoids Ugh. of the day. Little factoids. Little frogs also, getting herpes. From me. Continuing now on to this herpes tangent that we <laughs> um, a great one to be on. Herpes can survive on a toilet seat for from up to one to four hours. Okay. <laughs> See, this is why I don't sit on the seat in public bathrooms. Yes. It can also be if they do not clean the instruments for genital examinations in doctor offices, mm -hmm. is, <laughs> uh, the survival time increases to 18 hours, 
and on Ew. cotton gauze, it can go up to 72 hours. Wow. Okay. So what I'm hearing is nobody ever sit on a public toilet ever Don't again sit on in a your life. Toilet. You might get herpes. There's there's pee on it. I promise. Yeah, I would hate to take a blacklight to a bathroom toilet, like a oh public God. bathroom toilet. Yeah. See, I have no idea how many people sit on like public toilets, percentage wise. But I don't, so <laughs> don't don't okay. do it. Don't don't judge me, but I do. <laughs> okay, fair. But but <laughs> derriere, if you will. Well, that's so fair. <laughs> if I'm doing it, my knees pain. <laughs> I might need some snake oil afterwards yeah but i normally put like some toilet paper like between me and the seat though yeah because i'm not a complete psychopath yeah you never know if there's herpes pee on that seat (laughs) so now we know Mm. Respect for those bathrooms that have the the little covers for you to put over the seat Oh, those are my favorite bathrooms. They're but they're winning. They've got like, it. That raises me the thought process of, okay, so if herpes can be transmitted that way, mm-hmm. think about the poor janitors. <laughs> well, they're not. I guess if they're not like letting it touch their skin, but they could be. Yeah. Yeah, because think about it. If there's a tiny hole in the glove, it's over. Yeah, like I'm, I'm, I feel like it's safe to assume that they would have to like touch their mouth or their genitals and not wash their hands in between for it to actually be a problem. But I'm willing to bet it's happened. Yeah. At least once. God, I'm thinking, I'm overthinking this because I do urine tests. Oh no. Not like a super regularly, but it's a once a week basis. Hmm. Wear gloves, yeah. kids. Don't touch pee. Yeah, no. And again, it has to be specifically in the urinary tract and Good it doesn't Lord. survive long in the urine though. It okay. survives that's, like That's nice to know. Less than half an hour. Also, it used to be just testing the pee of children, which I doubt they'd have herpes, but you also now we're upgrading to testing the pee of adults. So fantastic for us. Yes. I cannot, can't children get herpes when they're from their parent, mother? They can, but I'm like, by that point, they would know that they have it. And so I don't think they would just go in and be like, by the way, my child does not have herpes and is going to be peeing into a cup. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't say that correctly. <laughs> we would know, basically, if the kid had herpes. Yeah. I love that this episode started with heroin <gasps> and moved. Now yeah, we're completely gone from that topic. This is why me episodes, episodes where I'm the one who do the research, are never gonna end where they started. Now we're talking about herpes and not sitting on public bathroom toilet seats. Yeah, like, Mm. did you expect Uh, much more from this episode, to be honest? I didn't expect it to go the pee route, but I'm happy we're here. (laughs) Oh god, have you seen that TikTok trend of, like, the fish the fish singing about not being on the floor. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's my favorite type of humor. Oh my god. You're Don't pee on the floor. Use the Commodore. <laughs> Don't pee on the floor. Use the Commodore. Don't pee Don't on pee the floor. floor. Use the Commodore. Don't pee on the floor because you might give someone herpes or get herpes <laughs> from someone else's pee. Yeah, just like... Wow. Do you have any recent medical things mm. that are nice news instead of, you know, atrocities? You no, know, that's the thing about medical news is it's rarely that great. I will Google new medical bonuses. <laughs> Good bonuses. things. Good things. If you will. I literally typed that word for word. <laughs> 
Wow. The only thing that's showing up is that doctors and nurses are being paid more now. <laughs> oh, nice. Maybe then they won't feel the need to be on crack. <laughs> oh my god. I can't believe that is a thing. That is so funny. That you said that right after I said, well, they'd have to be depressed. <laughs> I'm still thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. On that Kirby's. note, <laughs> I feel like today is the longest episode it could have been, but I feel like there is nothing more that we should talk about. Can yeah, we? We're yes. at 55. Should? No. <laughs> yes. We're at 55. Yeah, the whole time I, I was talking about herpes, I kept trying not to say Hermes because I'm thinking Greek myth. <laughs> Oh my god. You would. You would. I would. Yeah. Don't pee on the floor. <laughs> I'm never gonna think of pee again. I know that you're not gonna have herpes in your pee unless you have herpes, you know, but that's that still could happen. Yeah. The possibility of running into a bathroom with herpes pee on it is not zero. <laughs> Oh, here, I found something fun for us to talk about. That's good nice. medical news. Good. Um, Let's leave it on a high note. Yeah, this is definitely a high note. <laughs> this is going to be a very high note. Prostate cancer. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> about that. Yeah. So apparently uh, there have been some advancements specifically with PMSA targeted therapy and PMSA PET scans. Now they can more quickly and better detect prostate cancer and treat it. Okay. That's good. That's um, a nice thing. Yeah. PSMA is an antigen found in high levels on the surface of prostate cancer cells. And okay. is a... Wow currently being considered as a flag biomarker for the disease and good for them <laughs> this is nice news yeah so we can now detect wow. prostate cancer better and with an understanding of the biomarker they suspect that they might be able to get some more treatment options now Let's knowing that. Let's go. Yay, prostate cancer. <laughs> so a prostate exam might not have to be so horrendous soon. Yeah. They probably know. just have to like obviously they'd have to get some sample from it but hmm. yeah it's actually even more accurate than prostate exams oh sweet great yeah see because genitals are gross i think that's the topic of today actually be an asexual just don't want to be in contact with that yeah because herpes pee everything else yeah, honestly, I love that I managed to find good, relatively recent. It was 2020 when this was found out. That's uh, real nice. Medical, medical stuff on the on the subject. There oh has to, I know there's good medical news, but there's also so much day to day medical atrocity. Yes, that it's hard to find. Yeah. So what is our plan next week? Do we have one? Hmm. Oh, well, if all goes well, I'll probably be covering the consuming of mummies by the Victorians, I think. I love that somehow I'm doing yep. the more medically ones and you're doing the more witchy ones. <laughs> I like the historical ones. Yes. I just have a good time. Yes. And I am just fascinated by humans being horrific in general. Yeah. At yeah, some so point, I'll do a medical one, but right now, it's it's mummy consuming. 
Yeah. That's what we're doing. <laughs> Next week on Antique week. Atrocities, Antique we will be talking about the mummies and how we used to eat them. Okay. We used to eat them. <laughs> yep. Was it better than heroin? Find out. <laughs> on terrible Did we get cursed things. for it? Find out. <laughs> okay. Don't on that pee note. on the floor. <laughs> yeah, on like, that note, don't, don't pee on the <laughs> floor. <laughs>